the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. As my boss in radio once said... You say something along the lines of, good day to you. And he'd like, I love Fridays. Never met a bad one. Okay. Fridays recently have become a little stressful because we wonder what's going to happen in the news cycle over the weekend when we can't respond to it. Yesterday, Trump dropped in his press conference kind of a bomb, blaming Obama for broken coronavirus tests. Even though tests have to be updated and you can't have Corona 19, COVID 19 tests back in 2016 because it didn't exist then. Doesn't matter to me. I'm glad that happened on a Thursday because I could digest it on a Friday. On weekends, you get into the situation of like, what's going to be said? Supposedly, Trump's really angry at a reporter for, or not, or not Trump, but Pence is really angry. And it's tough to imagine him getting really angry. Really angry at a reporter for calling out the fact that he didn't wear a mask in a hospital. Like, that's a little bit jerky McJerk face because people are sick there and you're not. Like, nanny, nanny, nanny. Or maybe make them sick. And that's not good either. But this issue of going into weekends not worried about the news cycle, it's, it's a real thing. I'm watching the markets today um, and the stories are, they're not horrific. They're okay. White House Director of Economic Policy, a guy named Larry Kudlow, who worked in my industry in the 80s and 90s, might have got fired once or twice as a head economist for, how shall we say, disciplinary reasons tied towards drugs. It's not alleged. It's a fact. I'm not making anything up. I'm not disparaging. I don't care. We've all made mistakes. But a lot of people don't know that. It gives you some kind of like concept, right? It gives you a little bit more to work with when you see them on CNBC. A station that used to have him host a show. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Now I'm starting to piece where Rob's putting the the puzzle together at. I don't put a lot of value in in Kudlow. He was a, a pretty powerful figure in the Reagan administration, economically speaking, and he knows a lot about trickle-down economics, which is good. I'm, I'm fine with. I'm not... I don't have a favorite economist. I do have one favorite economist, Joseph Schumter, but I don't have a second one. But Kudlow's in that cut of cloth where people love him or hate him. He's out there today saying he does not believe there will be a rush to slap China with tariffs. Because Trump said last night, I want to slap China with tariffs for creating this coronavirus in a lab. So Cudlow's out there kind of doing spin control. I get the big picture. And I'm, again, I'm talking about heading into the weekend on how the market reacts. 
April was a glorious month. March was a disastrous month. The rest of the year should be a setup for economic reality, but I don't know if we are going to do that. Cudlow is out on CNBC today saying the United States will make debt payments to China. Do you remember when we used to actually care that China owned a lot of debt in America? Do you remember that was a big story like China owns the United States? Do you remember in the 1980s we did the same freaking fracking story about Japan? People were freaked out that a Japanese company wanted to buy the Seattle Mariners, that a Japanese company bought big, big buildings and real estate in New York. We made a movie about how freaked out we were. It was called Gung Ho, Michael Keaton. He's a, a worker, at a, a blue-collar worker. At a, he's got a, a lovely wife. He likes beer. He's got a fat friend who loves beer, and they work at an auto plant. And the auto plant decides we better bring in some executives and some employees and managers from Japan because they make cars better than us. We were so afraid of Japan taking over the world that we had to have a character that would go, lots of happening, a hot stuff. Like the most racist, nationalist thing you could imagine of this represents Japan. He got into every movie in the 80s because he was the Japanese character. Are we going to go through that again? Where we fear China? We don't. We saw what happened with Japan and we're like, USA, USA, USA. Japan had their day. The 1980s, that dog had its day. It was the greatest country in the world. And it didn't transition so well into old age. So Kudlow's out there today talking about China and a rush to slap China with tariffs. And he goes, I don't think that's going to be possible. G7 is concerned about China's lack of transparency. I get that. Uh, a friend of mine asked me, he's like, hey, I'm thinking about investing in a company that does video games in China. I'm like, have you ever been to China? And like, I start getting freaked out. Because I've never been to China, and I know that there's transparency issues. And then some of my friends who work for Apple are like, yeah, we, we bring burner phones because we don't trust them. I'm like, you bring burner phones? Okay, that's interesting. Um, what, what came out of Trump today, or uh, out of Cudlow today, he's like, we're looking at uh, figuring out the restaurant industry. That's the next bailout. There are, there's, they still haven't announced anything with oil. That was on Monday that they're working on that. Now they're working on the restaurant industry. This is stressful. Cudlow goes out of his way to say the economy is going to be worse in the second quarter than the first quarter. And my, my response to that is like, you think? No, duh. I'm not allowed to say duh or no duh because that was a thing in, when I was growing up where my dad would – he didn't backhand me. He never hit me. My dad was kind of interesting. He battered us, but he never fried us, if that makes any sense. So he'd roll us around in egg and, and, and breadcrumbs, but never fried us. So a lot going on right now. Economies be worse in the second quarter than the first quarter? No, duh. But it, some people have to know that, I think. Cudlow says that President Trump is looking for a middle-class tax and regulatory relief. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much is going to get done in a, uh, an election year. But then again, I've never been in a, a situation where we've had COVID shut down the economy to the point that we're self-volunteering shutting down. Man, that, I can go 72 hours without COVID news, and maybe I'll do that the moment I get off the air today. 
you hear crazy stuff like, oh, yeah, it could be airborne now for up to 21 days. And you're like, 21 days? We're never going to concerts again. Football, like, you start getting freaked out about it. The Trump administration is also looking at liability shields for businesses, tax breaks for stadiums, middle class tax relief, regulatory relief for energy companies. If you're an oil company, you're like, yeah, buddy, we can get as much of this out and spill it wherever we want. Sweet. Sweet crude oil is way better than Texas oil. That's your lesson of the day. Tax breaks for stadiums. Ain't that fascinating. I can't even think about the repercussions on this. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Apple last night reported numbers are solid, good, increased their dividend. I know a person whose husband worked at Apple, and she used to get $36,000 a year in Apple dividends. And now she's getting over $60,000 a year in Apple dividends. I advised her to hold her shares for the last 15 years. It's been a pretty smart decision. But also, they, they raised their dividend along the way, making it a little bit easier for her to hold. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello! I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Apple has been added to J.P. Morgan's focus list. Okay. I don't care. But Mattel was taken off. God, isn't that something right there? Right there. Isn't that a story? I didn't care about Hot Wheels as a kid. Did you? I didn't care about little metal cars. I didn't have any fascination with my dad ponying up and buying me a Trans Am car that was a model. I didn't have, I wasn't into the racetracks or anything like that. I wanted video games. It's not lost on me that Apple being added and Mattel being dropped. Um, If you were to see a a young six-year-old girl playing with, what's more likely, a young six-year-old girl playing with Barbies or a young six-year-old girl playing, owning her dad's phone and being a master at all the apps on it and buying pony stuff, digital pony stuff on the phone. Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> Alex, I'll take uh, Apple for a hundred. I don't see how Mattel's relevant anymore. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say out loud. I kind of get Hasbro because they come out with all the Disney characters on plastic toys. I kind of get it. There's enough nerd geeks out there who are like, I'm going to collect all the Star Wars figurines for the next 12 years. But then again, isn't that kind of glorified Barbies? So I'll I'll own neither. Uh, I'll try to make a case for Hasbro, but I can't. It's just off my radar. Boeing said last night that they're going to do a bond offering. (laughs) Oh, boy, that's so funny. I got COVID. Or maybe it knocked the COVID right out of me, right? Um, they're seeking funding. They just drew down on their credit facility. This is frustrating to say the least. I want to own Boeing, but as long as they're raising cash, like the terms don't favor them. 
Have you ever had an uncle or an aunt who needed money badly? And it starts off with a conversation like, Rob, I know you've done well in your life. I love your family. I love, I love what you've done with everything. Can I borrow some money? I'm like, yeah, I kind of have a policy. I don't want family. It goes bad. Like there's a brother that no, 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 it's not a good idea. That's kind of Boeing right now. I, I don't want anything to do with it. It appalls my sensibilities. A company called Williams announced that they've placed in service phase two of a hillbilly expansion project. And like, what's this? A transcontinental expansion that provides clean burning natural gas. Oh, not interested. There's stocks that I just don't get interested in. Um, I hope you kind of have some standards and that you just don't fall in love with every stock that comes through your door. 3M is f- uh, five legal actions in federal court. So when you own a company like 3M, like, don't they make COVID masks? That seems like a good idea to me. You also have to look at their other risks, which happens to be disclosed in their SEC filings on a quarterly basis or an annual basis. And when it happens, when they get served a lawsuit, it goes into an S filing, which is the material information that happens in those 90 days before they tell you. I know investors, some investors, small percent, that they pay attention to S filings like their heart beat depends on it. So 3M's got some legal actions in Florida, Wisconsin, Indiana as part of a global effort to protect the public and combat fraud and counterfeiting. It's all tied towards fraudulent offers to sell the N95 respirators. In one case, claiming to have up to 5 billion respirators at inflated prices, all while falsely attaching themselves with the name 3M. Oh, boy. The amount of fraud that goes on during troubled times, like, oh, boy. Elsewhere out there, J.B. Hunt Transport. Um, Trucking company, right? There was a new electronic bill of lading. If you've ever worked in retail, you know what a, a bill of lading is. It comes with, let's say you get 10 packages or 10 boxes of um, Red Dead Redemption. You get 10 video games to sell. You know what a bill of lading is. It's going to enable businesses and carriers to digitally sign, further reducing contact between the delivery process. That is such a press release. But it does bring up, oh, I didn't know you could invest in a trucking company. Truckers are kind of freaked out right now. They're delivering America's goods, and they're not terribly well appreciated. I have a fascination with truckers. I have to admit this to you. You know I have a fascination with Love Boat. It's probably kept me away from a cruise for my whole life because I'd probably get on it. And even though I like to pretend I don't like Kathy Lee Gifford, I probably want to marry Kathy Lee Gifford on a carnival cruise because I watched Love Boat as a child. I got the same thing with trucks. I watched BJ and the Bear. Do you remember that? It was about a trucker, Greg Evigan, who was incredibly good looking, and his buddy who drove along with him, a monkey. He had a monkey in the front seat. If you've ever, ever known anyone with monkeys, there's a lot of poop, and they don't drive in the front seat of trucks because there's a lot of poop. But Greg Evigan had a monkey. Oddly enough, they never showed said monkey pooping on the show, which makes me think that he wasn't a real monkey. Now I'm questioning my whole childhood. But 
I'm fascinated with truckers. The song Convoy. I wanted a CB radio. I don't even know what a CB radio is, but I wanted one as a kid. Because the song, we got a great big convoy trucking down the line. Can you see how influenced I was by this stuff? So you can go out and invest in a trucking company. Now, that gets into the world of transports, right? I don't like trucks as much as I like trains. There's sadly no great TV show about trains that I can remember. But to me, a trucker can take a rig behind him, sometimes two rigs. I've seen some big trucks out there. But a train can take 100 cars behind it. There's not a lot of difference between the two. One's a lot more profitable than the other. With that said, you could own a trucking company. You could own a train company. You can own a video game company. I love the democracy of the stock market. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Please forgive me for the love boat and BJ and the bear. Please forgive me. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So I just had a fascinating conversation with a young man who works on my show. And he asked about Fitbit and I'm like, yes, I vaguely remember this publicly traded company. And the data didn't come back to me as fast as I wanted it to. Maybe I'm getting older, right? Um, Long story short, Fitbits agreed to be acquired by Google a long time ago for like $7.20 or something odd. And it's a $6 stock. And I I play a game when people ask me about stocks. I I don't want to just be your free research person. I want to say, oh, why do you like it? What are you interested in? Like, tell me a little bit of, of you like, why not just go with Apple Watches? We know they're going to sell millions and millions of Apple Watches. So are you just being counterculture to be counterculture? That's fine. I get it. I In the 90s, I hated Apple because I was a PC guy. I Every time I'd borrow my friend's uh, <clears throat> Apple and say, hey, <clears throat> can I log into my account? I'd be like, I hate this thing. I don't understand why the operating system is so stupid. Um, and then I started seeing them at the gym. And I started seeing people with iPods, and I started seeing them everywhere, phones, everywhere. And kids, I, I know what it's like to be a kid. I had Bobos. Do you remember what Bobos are? Bobos were the cheap shoes that weren't quite high quality. Um, you would think of them as Kmart sells Bobos, and everyone else sells Nikes. Guess where my parents got my shoes? I know you're saying, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. Please don't ever say that again on air. But Fitbit's kind of the same way. So I asked the question, like, why do you care about Fitbit? Because I'd give my kid a Fitbit watch, knowing that he's going to lose it within a month or two and not pay for Apple prices, right? But that's not a good business model, in my opinion. Wall Street is, is the best at democracy. You can buy whatever the freaking fracking you want. If you want to go out and short the market and think it goes to zero, bless your pee-picking heart. And you're saying, you just offended a lot of pee-pickers in the world. I probably did. And I'll probably Google pee-picking because it probably means something horrific. And I'll probably get written up, but it is what it is. Why go with something not quite as good as you can get? Because your dollar is a dollar. You can vote. You can go after Vivas or Netflix or Boeing or McDonald's, Beyond Meat. You can go after Apple, whoever you want. 
even if you're a pea picker, you can pick whatever stock you want. Like I see Casper. Casper, for some reason, <clears throat> is a wildly violent stock. And I'm interested in inefficiencies. Trust me, I am. Um, if I can get a stock that sold off 50% when it should have sold off 30%, I might be interested. It may protect my downside, number one. It may put a big question mark on my upside, which I may like. <laughs> Anyhow, and anyway, markets fall as Trump threatens China tariffs over pandemic. In the first segment of the show, I talked about how yesterday he said it. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, did he just say that? He, oh, yeah, he said it. During one of his calls, he said China created this virus in a lab. And like, you're not supposed to say that. They're supposed to be your partner because you're supposed to get a U.S.-China trade war tariff in the past. This is part of your re-election campaign. I'm tough on China. Don't be too tough. Markets fall as Trump threatens China. Now, we know China went through their COVID issues. Now, I don't know for sure how deep the numbers were, how true the numbers were, where the virus comes from. I'm not smart enough. But I do know that their factories are working again. So they somehow, some way, some shape, some form have got people back to work. And I look around the headlines and we're trying to get people back to work, albeit on a surface level. People who do nails for a living. I know you're saying, are you disparaging nail workers? No. <clears throat> my sugar burger tried to scratch my back the other day and it was like talons coming out. Get back to work, you nail workers. Um. <clears throat> We'll see the results in the coming days and the coming weeks. Regardless, we're going to see a flicker of economic activity. Whether everyone dies or things go okay, we'll see a flicker. And that can't be a bad thing. We're looking at China's data and we're trying to say, what are you trying to tell us? 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. House Judiciary Committee wants Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos to testify. Yes, Amazon is a monopoly, <clears throat> or very close to it. In getting stuff delivered to your home, whether it be essential stuff like toilet paper, or whether it be a paintbrush where <clears throat> I need to stain some wood, and the last thing I want to do is go to Home Depot right now, only because I've heard of stories about long lines. So I'll, I'll check out Amazon. I'm like, oh, hey, sure, not a problem. So Amazon's a monopoly. Now, let's ask you a big, quick question. You are sitting around watching your family play Monopoly. Your Uncle Dave has every single high-end property and every property on the way to it, except for, like, one train, one utility, and who would you bet on? Me who has like Marvin Gardens or him who has got 90% of the board? You bet on the guy who has 90% of the board. Investing in monopolies is not a stupid thing <clears throat> until it is. And then you are probably right and the government got involved to probably get some votes out of it or something like that. There's the cynic in me. But when you looked at operating systems in the 1990s <clears throat> and you saw – Microsoft's installed base versus Apple's installed base, the better investment was Microsoft. That turned 
only after the Department of Justice and the European Union basically cracked down on Microsoft and said, no bueno, you need to start behaving properly and stop acting arrogantly. So that's out there. <clears throat> which would you rather invest in? I know in my heart which one I would rather invest in as far as Monopoly versus up-and-coming young buck. And now you're saying, young buck? <clears throat> yes, young buck. Apple, the second largest company in the world by market cap, trails only Microsoft right now. They've initially applied some pressure on the stock market last night <clears throat> after they reported numbers, and it was a little bit weaker than expected reaction on the stock. They did what they were supposed to do. They exceeded top and bottom line expectations. They pulled in revenue of $58.3 billion. <clears throat> Work with me here. Go write that down. $53.8 billion. That is a crap ton of money in the last 90 days. And you're like, I thought people weren't allowed to go out. I thought people... Who are all these people who got $58 billion of phones or software or storage backup or watches or who are all these people? Apple boosted their dividend. They boosted their stock buyback. You may like them that they pulled in $58 billion ahead of expectations of $54 billion. You may like them because they're doing a stock buyback. You may like them because they increased their dividend. In a world where we've seen a big oil company, Royal Dutch, say, we're cutting our dividend, we're suspending it. We want to protect our cash. We don't want to give it back to you. We don't want to give it to the bank. We want it on our side of the balance sheet. Very interesting, no? With the exception of wearables, sales in each of Apple's major categories topped expectations. Now, the one that I would have thought would have topped expectations would have been wearables. The watch. Stand out with services. Hit a new record revenue, $13.3 billion. Do you realize if we were talking about the S&P 500, and we're talking about Microsoft and Apple right now, two, number one and number two in market cap. <gasps> now I have the hiccups. Quick, Google. Are hiccups the sign of COVID? Um... With the services, $13.3 billion is enough to make them a legitimate company. Just that. If you were to like crowbar it out, you'd be like, that's a pretty good number. Maybe one day the Department of Justice does say that. Do you remember when the Department of Justice said Microsoft has to crowbar Internet Explorer out of their operating system? You, the individual, had to have a choice between Google Chrome, Firefox, Mozilla, and Netscape's Navigator. Because Microsoft gave away their browser for free. When others were trying to monetize it, could Apple ever be forced by a company like a Fitbit? Oh, we can't compete with them. They give away too much stuff for free. Or they, they, they roll in too much of our tech and general technology into everything they do. That's why I like them. Have you ever heard me talk about the number one reason I bought Apple? It was because of Star Wars movies. 
I was so sick and fed up of buying media on Amazon or buying media on Google and buying media on Apple or buying media from Comcast. I just, I was like, I just want one platform. I don't want it to work on my TV. I want it to work on my phone. I want it to work on my computer. So I went with Apple. If anyone else had that, I would have gone with them. As an investor, I'm glad I did that. Apple did not give a lot of details on their 5G-enabled phones coming out later this year. And yet it was just a few days ago last week when the Wall Street Journal reported that Apple's new iPhone had been pushed back a month. It would have been nice if they could have addressed that for us. Mr. Cook, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I love nothing more than to get people excited about investing. It's something I, I thrive on. One of the stories that is out there is Starbucks versus the rest of the world, Apple versus the rest of the world. Um, you name your company versus the rest of the world. You know, I, I think at one point in time we could have said Wells Fargo is the king of, of mortgages. And everyone in America wants a mortgage, therefore, why not own that one? It seems to work for Warren Buffett. Are you buying a brand? Brands are great. Are you buying value? Value is an interesting proposition. I don't have a love affair with coffee. Um, I grew up with Sanka. I grew up with Folgers. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. The marketing of that hit me as a kid, so I didn't really care about Starbucks, and I, I messed up. I didn't get it. Because my parents drank instant coffee. I was like, why would someone pay five bucks for coffee? It's not like Whole Foods, where at one point in time we said whole paycheck. Now, as an investment thesis, that one worked out really darn well for a period of time. Young people want higher quality food. Young people have jobs. Young people have no problem paying for more expensive food. I'm like, I get it. Got it. Got it. Check, 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 check. Whole Foods was a great investment until it wasn't when suddenly it made more sense to get your toilet paper at Safeway and your oranges at Safeway. And maybe you would get your meat and your vegetables at at Whole Foods. And we kind of started bifurcating, bifurcation, burfer. Um, But here's my fascination with coffee. I once was on a date with probably the most beautiful woman on the planet. And I picked out a restaurant that was based on the idea that they had the most expensive cup of coffee in the world. I was like, I'm an impressor. I'm going to get that. There's some monkeys in Indonesia that swallow coffee beans. And then their intestines take over and they eventually poop out a bean. I called it monkey butt coffee. It was probably a lemur or something, whatever they call monkeys in Indonesia. Kopi Luwak. It's very expensive. 60 bucks for a cup of coffee. They make 100 gallons of the stuff a year because you have to run it through a digestive system um, that's more like a cat than like a monkey. 
And then you have to like get the stuff through Manila. It's a dark brown tree dwelling cat that eats it, and you got to make sure the cats are good. I, I, I bought into the coffee thing, but you know what's funny is I never bought into Starbucks until very, very, very late as an investment. I saw it go through recessions where people were like, I can't. The lines at Starbucks are going down. The lines definitely go up. There's no doubt about it when we're going to work. So is it a COVID-19 negative play? Or do they have enough digital assets that it's a COVID-19 positive play? I get the stupid pumpkin spice latte. Chad Burton is a sucker for that. He's a CFP. And he throws money after pumpkin spice that has... You know, how much pumpkin has been pumpkin spice? There's no pumpkin in it! It's all artificial flavors. But we buy into it. It's it's good marketing. I, myself, uh, had a date with a beautiful woman. And I bought into the whole coffee mysteria. Mysteria. Um, it's going to be around. Does COVID beat it? I don't think so. People like to bond over non-alcoholic beverages called coffee. If I have a big road trip coming up, there's no doubt I start it with a cup of coffee if I'm tired. It's part of our lives. Starbucks is there. Now, CFP Chad Burton, he shows the loyalty of basically cat to cat food. With Starbucks, when Phil's comes out, he's like, I like the pumpkin latte spice. But when Phil's has their mocha rum leaf iced coffee thing the boy can't get enough of it so he doesn't necessarily show loyalty but there's this fascination with coffee that's not a bad way to invest i you know you can own shares of the green bay packers it's tough to pull off it doesn't really hinge on them winning or losing because no one gives up their shares it's all about it it's a hobby for people in wisconsin I love that. I love getting people in test. I just said intestines. I love getting people interested in investing. And I don't care if it's whether or not a coffee beans journey through a cat's intestines gives it flavor that's celebrated by coffee drinkers. I don't care if coffee is supposed to be 151 or 161 degrees. I don't know that stuff. I know that Americans love their coffee and it's going to be tough to pull it away from them. And it's Sanka and Folgers ain't, ain't their first choice. On occasion, though, you see Starbucks make a mistake. Do you remember when Starbucks tried to come up with instant coffee? And they were trying to get into your home? Any way that they could. They realized that a lot of people don't have that three minutes to go get a cup of coffee. So they wanted to do instant in your home. And they came up with a fancy name that sounded like something altruistic and wonderful. Because they didn't want it to screw up their, their brand. Are you starting to learn that brand is super important to me and brand is super important to individuals? Probably the number one thing I tell my kids. I don't care if they put their fingers in electric sockets. Don't put your fingers in electric sockets. I don't care if they drink bleach to try to fight COVID. Don't drink bleach to fight COVID. But I, I tell them again and again and again, like, don't ever put anything online that makes you look like a jerk. Because it will always be there. Brand is important. You can make a really good investment portfolio by going after brands. And you can even like trick it up by saying, I'm going to go after brands that advertise with uh, the Indianapolis 500. Cause I think stock car racing is the future. That's the number one sport in America. Do you know car racing is the number one sport in America? As far as attendance goes. 
and they just announced they're going to run the Indianapolis 500 or the Daytona 500, or they're going to run some races in the next month with no fans. I'm like, fascinating. Investing in brands, not a stupid thing. Think about it. Consultant Broker Advisor for Taking Action. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing more.